0: Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about.
1: Welcome to our first, I don't know if it's first annual, but it's first uh, spring social we've had. Um, I've done a couple of fall socials at the Dominion. It's kind of a beginning of the school year. A state of the school. We have so much going on that I wanted to share with you and as we turn our attention to 2019-2020 that I decided to have a spring social because I like hanging out with you all and so thank you for coming in the spring. What I want to do tonight is look back on 2018-2019 uh, briefly and then look ahead uh, to 2019-2020 and I want to start by giving you some really great and exciting news. We set out this year, I told you, at the fall social at the Dominion Country Club, that our tuition, your tuition dollars covers about 88% of our operating budget, about 88%, which means we need annual giving to bridge the gap between tuition and our expenses. And so it's annual giving that allows us to do great things like professional development and capital improvements and the things that make TMI great. So we set out this year, back at the beginning of the fiscal year, which for us is June 1 to May 31 to raise $715,000 in annual giving, mainly through the TMI Fund and the Stars Over Over TMI Gala. Those are our two great, our two largest places where we bridge the gap. Currently, we're at $682,000 towards that goal. That's really, really, really exciting. We have every reason to believe that we will reach that goal. Um, Part of the reason that we're so... um, Close to that goal is the wonderful stars, and Georgia Walsh is here. Georgia, where are you? I saw you a second ago. Georgia was the chair. Um, She and her team have finally caught up on their sleep. Yes, have finally caught up on their sleep. Many of you in this room have uh, been crucial in that. Uh, in making STARS a wonderful event. As you know, we had hoped it would be on campus, weather did not cooperate with us, and we went to the Valero at the last minute, and many of you made it a great night. And I'm really, really, really excited to tell you that we shattered all previous records by raising $336,000 at STARS over TMI. $336,000. So. Um, Of that $336,000, $129,000 of it was in a spot auction um, where we're going to be able to take every dollar of that spot auction and invest it in classroom furniture this summer. And so that's really exciting to be able, as I said, it stars over TMI. So often we're playing the long game at TMI. We're working on um, a future for your children, and we're working towards college and life and beyond, But what we were able to do in those few minutes and $129,000 later is really impact today and make some differences today, and you're going to see new furniture in about 13 classrooms next year because of what we did at STARS that night, and that's really, really, really exciting. Again, I'm confident that we will reach our goal. Um, One of the things that I'm excited about is that 41% parent participation in the TMI fund. That's up from 22% last year. And so, give yourselves a round of applause. From 22% to 41% is quite impressive. So, Diane and Lance Hirsch and Lisa and Chuck Harthan are chairs of the TMI Fund. Um, for those of you who've already given the TMI Fund, a participation of any amount matters. We're grateful for what you've done. Thank you. If you've not yet given till May 31st, would be so greatly appreciated as we seek to um, to meet our goal. The 100% faculty and staff participation is enormous. We have not had that in a very long time, and that speaks volumes about our community and the faculty and staff. They're behind what we're doing, and I'm very proud of our faculty and staff for literally putting their money where their mouth is. So I wanted to give you that update on uh, annual giving for the year. I Also want to tell you a little bit about all four of our pillars and update you on the pillars, and I'll start with athletics. Most of my updates are spring updates because I already updated you in the fall. In spring sports, our athletics are still cranked up, even though we're only a few weeks away from graduation. Our soccer team obviously won state, um, I say obviously, our soccer team won state for the second time in three years. One thing that's really exciting about this team, yes, clap for them. One thing that's really exciting about this team is there are no seniors. And so, um, that's not true. Colby would be very upset that I said that. Um, There are no seniors um, that got significant playing time. Can I say that? Um, Colby would be okay with me saying that. Um, but our, we have a great class of sophomores and juniors and freshmen, Dr. Murillo and Oscar uh, do a great job coaching that group and we look for great things for them next year as well. Softball is in the playoffs this year. Uh, baseball won district for the first time in a very, very long time and is headed to the playoffs as well. Our girls golf team won district and Delaney Martin is headed to state. Um, she's a fantastic golfer and represents us well along with all the girls on that girls golf team. Tennis boys made, uh, finished second in state. Nine track athletes are headed to regionals this week. Lacrosse is in the playoffs and I'm really proud of this stat as well. Twelve of our student athletes were named Academic All-State. And that's really really great as well. So on the Corps of Cadets I want to update you a little bit. The, The the few but the mighty in the Corps of Cadets earned the honor star yet again. Um, This is a 97% uh, scoring on the uh, JPA, which is the highest score the Corps of Cadets has ever received on the JPA, and I'm really proud of them. Our battalion commander, Hassan Hassan, who is the battalion commander, I believe today is uh, Wednesday, so for like nine more days, um, is in charge of the Corps of Cadets before he hands the baton over to the very capable Mary Warder. Um, Hassan is very proud that his score on... So when you get an honor star, you only have to do the inspection every three years. Um, That's one of the gifts of being an honor unit with distinction. The last time we had an inspection, the battalion commander was Saad Hassan, his older brother, and they did not get 97%, and so um, um, Hassan, has, Hassan is very excited about um, beating his brother in a little friendly competition. In addition to that great accomplishment with the JPA scoring, um, I'm proud to report that our orienteering and cyber-patriot teams and the special teams had their best years ever. Academic Bowl and Leadership Bowl received their highest scores ever. We're sending four boys to, to Boys State and two girls to, to Girls State, and so our, our uh, core of cadets continues to do great things. On the academic side, obviously, this is a pillar that is near and dear to a school. We do academics very, very well. And I'm so proud of this class of 2019 and all of our students. The uh, SAT composite mean for this uh, graduating class was 1297. That's pretty impressive. That's a mean, 1297. That's pretty impressive. That's even more impressive than the previous three years, whose average was 1281. And so the, the, the numbers continue to speak. For the accomplishments of these students who continue to uh, impress us and do so well this class alone has been offered for full scholarships to trinity to wake forest to vanderbilt of acceptances to rice and penn boston college george washington usc honors at of course honors colleges at ut and texas a m and baylor four of our seniors were named national merit scholars which pushed them in the top five percent of over 1.6 million seniors who took the uh that test and so our students continue to impress and we're so darn proud of them as well Um, the spirituality pillar uh, father nate likes to say and i think this is a really great description he likes to say that the spirituality is the drummer in our band the spirituality keeps the beat the the spirituality pillar is the is the drummer that keeps us in rhythm and so our daily chapel our chapel talk program our community service continues to be at the heart of all that we do we have two more senior chapel talks this year, which finishes a great year. As Father Nate was saying, in what other community does a a senior get an opportunity to address over 500 of their peers and faculty and share a little bit about their journey through the TMI days and some life lessons? And it's a wonderful program, and we're really proud of our seniors in that. So that's a quick update on our pillars, athletics, academics, military, and spirituality. Um, I wanna tell you that great organizations look in the mirror and evaluate themselves. That's what uh, every great organization should do. Um, We should be looking at how we can be better. We should all do that in life. That's a great life skill. There has been a lot of change this year. And there's a lot of new faces coming next year. And I'm telling you that because great organizations should look in the mirror and figure out ways to be better. I recently went on a trip with about six of our um, TMI faculty and staff to California where we got to visit about seven schools. Um, for professional development. I'm of the opinion that the greatest professional development we can do in education is send our teachers or our staff members to other schools to see what people who do their job do in their schools. It's a wonderful professional development. Go watch other um, people do what you do every day and you'll learn what you do well and you'll learn what you could do better. Just like we have other schools that come visit us for the same reason. And so that ability to kinda look in the mirror and say you know what we could do that better than we're currently doing it or you know what, we do that really well. That's what good and great organizations should do. And so that's one of the gifts of independent schools. We are an independent school, which means we are independent to create a philosophy and a curriculum and a culture that best serves your sons and daughters today. We can change in order to accommodate the needs of your sons and daughters today. And that's a gift. And so I I, I say that because um, uh, you've, heard back in the fall that we had a strategic plan. And that strategic plan gave us an opportunity to look in the mirror and see where we do things well and where we could do things better. That uh, strategic plan was community-wide. Over 65 faculty and staff had input in that plan. That uh, strategic plan was a year-long program to build. And this summer we'll be publishing a version of that strategic plan to share with you. So you can see what's important to us as we go forward. I can tell you that we are good stewards of your tuition dollars. We take that very seriously. You invest time, talent, and treasure to send your son and daughter to TMI, and we want to be good stewards of your investment in this place, which means we have to make tough decisions that are in the best interest of our students. We have very little debt at TMI. We are really financially strong. We have reserve accounts for rainy days. And so the decisions we make are student centered decisions not budget driven decisions. We are independent to do what is best for your sons and your daughters and I believe that change for change sake is unhealthy but change that is strategic and change that is student centered and change that is like our change is extremely healthy and extremely exciting. And so we are looking in the mirror in an effort to do what is best for your sons and your daughters because you deserve that from this community. So in an effort to um, share with you more changes, I want to talk to you about some personnel changes for next year. We have a lot of new hires for this year. Some hires were internal, some were external. But I am confident that in every case, we have hired the right person for the job, and I'm excited about the team that will be leading your sons and daughters next year. We have some wonderful additions to our faculty. One of the things we did very intentionally as a result of the strategic plan was we got really early in the hiring process for new teachers. So we submitted salary letters for current teachers really early so we knew who was coming back and who wasn't. And then we were able to then post jobs that we had open really early in the hiring season. So we didn't have to wait and see what great teachers across this city or across this country were left. We were at the cutting edge of that. We were on the front end of that. And as a result of that, we have amazing faculty joining us next year. Some of our middle school faculty are so stellar and you're going to be so excited to meet them. Our upper school teachers that are coming in are really, really, really wonderful at at what they do. We have hired A-plus players in every open position because we got proactive in the hiring process and started it early. And I'm excited for you to meet some of the new faculty for next year. Some of the changes we have with our own faculty and restructuring of some positions, Um, Sherry Brown, as I mentioned to you earlier, is gonna be our new dean of students for the upper school, and Troy Eason will remain our dean of students for the middle school. And I wanna say a little bit about discipline and conduct and the role of the deans of students. Lives today for your sons and daughters, for our sons and daughters, are different than lives when you and I were in school. They have different pressures, they have different challenges, and conduct is different. we probably would've been in a lot more trouble had we grown up in today's era. There's just a lot more that they're exposed to. It's a different world. What we wanna do in the area of discipline is not simply react. We do not wanna have two deans of students who sit back and wait for your children to get in trouble so that we can bust them. That is not who we are. We're gonna be proactive in helping give your sons and daughters tools to make better decisions. We're gonna be proactive in talking to them through advisory, through chapel with Father Nate, through every opportunity we have to give them tools to make better choices. And we know that they're going to mess up. Aaron Hawkins always says that children should have a sign over their head that says, under construction. And they should, because they're going to mess up. And when they mess up, they will be met by two deans of students who will walk alongside them, hold them accountable, tell them where they did wrong, change that pattern going forward and be redemptive, redemptive in the process and i'm excited about what tracy um, well what about sherry and troy will be leading uh, for your sons and daughters i say tracy because in order to partner with you in that tracy carter's new role has a lot of parent ed built into it tracy carter is moving to a new position called dean of community and wellness and we realize that in order for us the village to raise our children you need new tools too I'm a parent and I need new tools too. And Tracy will be bringing us a plethora of parent ed opportunities so that together we can continue to hold our children accountable, teach them great tools and lessons, and then love them along the journey. Tracy's role is consistent with what Episcopal communities should do. Community, wellness, balance, equity, that's who we should be. New to our community this year is gonna be Ann Schaefer Salinas. Ann has been on campus a, a several times over the last couple of months. She's our new associate head of school. As you know, we've eliminated the upper school head and the middle school head, and Ann Schaefer Salinas comes to us from Belmont, California, where she spent the last 19 years as associate head of school at Notre Dame School, uh, all girls Catholic school. Anne is a perfect combination of pedagogical ninja and heart. She's the perfect combination of loving faculty and students, teaching teachers and leading them proactively into a 21st century world where teaching looks a lot different than it did when you and I were in school. And she has all the experience to hold our teachers um, accountable, to love them, to partner with them, to teach teachers. And she's got a heart for our students and our teachers. And I cannot wait for you to meet Anne For Salinas, who will hold the responsibility of teaching and learning for 6th through 12th grade because we are not a high school with a middle school. We are a sixth through twelfth grade educational community, and having Anne hold that continuous conversation is gonna be so exciting. I'm thrilled that Brandon Palomo has been, accepted my offer to be the athletic director for the 2019-2020 school year. Brandon is back there in the back. Brandon has over 20 years of athletic experience, both at St. Mary's Hall and at TMI. He's been the middle school athletic director for the last nine years here at TMI and is stepping into the athletic director position. Along with Chris Nelson and Polo Gutierrez, they will be our administrators in the athletic department and will continue to do their role in serving our student athletes and helping our student athletes learn on the field and off the field. And I'm excited about what Brandon brings to this community in this new role. And I'm excited about Major Joe Claiborne, who's our acting commandant of cadets for the 1920 school year. He will be supported by Master Sergeant Chad Gooding who will remain on our community as our Army instructor uh, teaching our let classes. And so um, Brandon and Joe and Ann joined the administrative team along with all of those other great hires and we have some really wonderful people and I could not be more excited about our team going forward next year. Um, Joe has already brought fresh ideas to the Corps of Cadets. Um, even in the couple of weeks that he served as um, He still is the the deputy commandant. He's really good about um, honoring Colonel Bueno as he transitions out. But I I share with you Joe's creativity because the video I'm about to share with you was Joe's idea. Many of you have seen it on social media and other places. This is the Corps of Cadets recruiting video. Um, We had a film crew on campus not too long ago, and Joe um, said, you know what, while they're here, I've got this idea for a one-shot video, um, one take, where they walk through the rifle range and we hear the whole story of everything the Corps has to offer. Now, we did five takes because we had five rounds of ammunition and Preston likes to fire the cannon, um, but it only took one. And so I'm proud to show you uh, Joe's creativeness as he invests his um, love for TMI in the Corps of Cadets. Um, and this is, uh, this is Joe's creative, um, and it turns out we have a few actors in the bunch. Hello, cadet. Come to TMI and you'll be faced with a choice, a difficult choice, core or not, or rather,
0: more or not. Why do you think they say the core does more? Is it because we work harder? Is it because we show up earlier? Or is it because we're the first to step up to the plate? If you want to belong to something the moment you set foot here, the core is your bet.
1: If you want to get strong, work hard, and learn something new in the process, the Corps, and you're set.
0: If you want to actually understand what it means to be a leader, join the Corps of Cadets.
1: The choice is yours. Choose wisely. Isn't that awesome? So I'm excited about Joe as our acting commandant, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about why I named him the acting commandant. Uh, General Mike Oates, class of 1975, a member of our Board of Governors, is also the chair of the strategy committee for the Board of Governors. So the strategy committee, led by General Oates, uh, is charged with really examining all programs and practices at TMI to confirm that what we do is who we say we are. To confirm that we are indeed mission appropriate and living our mission. And the Corps of Cadets is the exemplary program on this campus has been the keepers of tradition for 125 years. And so as we look at the next 125 years, now seems like the appropriate time to conduct a thorough assessment of our military program to ensure that we continue to offer this first-rate program, this first-class program. So Mike Oates and the strategy committee have been charged by the board to assess and recommend to the Board of Governors um, a briefing on the Corps of Cadets no later than September 30 of 2019. And so his committee will take a deep dive at ways to support and uphold our keepers of tradition, and I'm excited about Mike's work in that. Our Corps is vital to our school's mission. Our Corps is vital to our school's success. I'm excited about Joe's leadership as the acting commandant I'm excited about General Oates work and his committee and in the fall I'll have a report from you from the strategy committee on ways that we can best support the Corps of Cadets. We have capital improvements coming and I want to tell you about some of those that you'll um, hopefully be seeing when you come back to school um, in the fall. We have lots of needs on this campus and uh, Matt Duke and his team continue to assess those and prioritize those and then um, find resources within the budget to make those happen. Here are some of the things that will be happening this summer through the capital expenses within the operating budget. One is that we will be addressing classroom space in Coates and Coates Hall. Coates Hall needs some love and we will be giving Coates some love this fall. We will be getting a new grid in the Black Box Theater. The Black Box Theater will host two plays next year for our wonderful fine arts department, a fall production and a spring musical. We will have two productions in the black box, and the new grid that is going in there will drastically help that community be its best that it can be, and I'm excited about supporting the Fine Arts Department. We'll be replacing three of our vehicles over the course of this summer. Safety is important to us, and having new um, vehicles for your sons and daughters to ride in is important, and we'll be replacing those. We'll be addressing, as I said, Coates Hall, including the restrooms in Coates, and giving them a facelift as well. We'll be adding an emergency communication system to our campus for when we do drills and God forbid when we need to go to lockdown or other weather disasters we, uh, or weather issues, we need to have a way to communicate with our community and we will have a new emergency communication system this summer. Um, and then as I said thanks to your generosity at STARS um, 13 of our classrooms, of our 31 classrooms will have brand new furniture this summer. So those are all things that are coming this summer um, through our operating capital expenses. Now we have a wish list We have things that we'd like to do in excess of those. Um, We have begun looking on ways to raise funds for some project-based campaigns. So we already have a significant amount of resources and dollars pledged to this project-based campaign, and in June, I will be presenting to the Board of Governors a plan for a project-based campaign, and I'll have an update for you um, after that meeting. Some of the things that I'll be talking to the Board of Governors about include a middle school playground, Our middle school group has um, a basketball court and it has a gaga ball pit, but middle school students need a place to get out their energy. And having a middle school playground is one place that we believe is a nice fix for our middle school students, and that's a place we'll be looking to invest in next year. Again, update coming after the June meeting. Um, If you've been to a football game or a soccer game or a lacrosse game, um, the restrooms on the football field are inadequate, you know that. Um, The hike up to the uh, Frost Athletic Center, frankly, is unacceptable. and and we're looking at ways to invest in a concession stand and a restroom down on that place as well. In the academic world, I'm excited um, to present to the Board of Governors in June an initiative for some innovation and design space, and I wanna tell you a little bit more about that, which will obviously help with the classrooms in coats. So when I say innovation and design, I wanna make sure we understand what I'm talking about. We are already the regional leader in conversations related to innovation and design. Our STEM programs, our STEAM programs, our robotics programs are already ahead of our competition. And the only thing that keeps us from really making a lap around the competition is our space. And we need a better space for that. But innovation and design is not about robotics or STEAM alone. Innovation and design is a much bigger conversation. And so when I say we'll be talking to the board about ways to invest in an innovation and design space, I am not talking about cool buildings or shiny robots because that's part of the conversation, but I'm talking about projects with a purpose. And so yes, I think in the very near future we, will have, we already have 3D printers and laser cutters and z-space computers where virtual reality dissections can happen in science classrooms. We have all of that stuff and we'll have all of that stuff in the very near future. But innovation in design is not only about cool shiny toys. It's about a project with a purpose. It's about problem solving for all disciplines. It's about teaching students how to think, not what to think. So this summer, all of our faculty and staff will receive a copy of this book called LAUNCH. I show you this because if you wanna learn more about design thinking and learn more about what our students are gonna be hearing from their teachers, buy this book and then read it alongside our faculty and staff this summer, it's called LAUNCH. LAUNCH actually stands for look, listen and learn, ask a lot of questions, understand the problem, navigate ideas, create, highlight what's working and failing. Think about whatever industry you're in, Think about if you're hiring somebody to work alongside you in your company, don't you want someone coming alongside you who's capable of looking, listening, and learning, asking questions, understanding problems, navigating ideas, creating, highlighting what's working and failing? That's design thinking, and that's what we need to be preparing your sons and daughters to do. Not to build shiny robots, but to think creatively, to work innovatively, to work collaboratively. It's about process, not product. So in an innovation and design course, imagine that you're trying to solve a problem for the community in which you live. So let's just look within our own community. Let's say that our students in a class are setting out to design new costumes for the play, or a new set for the play, or to check the wait time in the cafe, or to study how much waste we have in the cafeteria at lunch. Those are all issues that we need to address, concerns we may have. So then this group of students learns about the struggle, listens to those who live in the midst of that struggle every day, asks questions, solves problems, collaborates, learns from failure, tries again, and then presents its findings. These are the skill set that your sons and daughters will need in their career, and we have an obligation and a responsibility to teach them those skills while they're here. And so design thinking is really not about robots and STEM alone. It is about a way of learning how to learn. Innovation in design is really exciting, and it reminds me, what we're going to be able to do on this campus reminds me of a quote by a man named Howard Thurman. Now, Howard Thurman was Martin Luther King Jr.'s teacher when he was in seminary, and Howard Thurman is known for this quote, don't ask yourself what the world needs, ask yourself what makes you come alive, and then go do that, because what the world needs is people who have come alive. So design thinking is about inspiring your sons and daughters to come alive, to find the thing that they're passionate about, and then work within a system to figure out ways to listen, to collaborate, to fail and then learn again, to innovate, to problem solve, and to be empathetic along the way. That sounds like the kind of sons and daughters you want to raise? You bet. Sounds like the kind of son I want to raise. And that's what we're going to be able to do in an innovation and design center. Now. Because of the tough decisions we've had to make and because we've been good stewards of the resources of your financial dollars, we've been able to invest back in things that are really important to our strategic plan, like a new director of innovation and design for our campus. And so we've been blessed to be able to go hire Justin Kucharowski, who's coming to us next year from All Saints in Tyler, where he is the director of innovation for the Center for Innovation at All Saints School in Tyler. So he has literally started this program from the ground up in Tyler, and we fairly stole him away from Tyler, Texas, and he's joining our community, where he's gonna be helping us live into design thinking in our new uh, programs as well. We have new innovation and design courses starting in sixth grade. So this is not just with something that's gonna be available to your high school students, this is for our entire community. An example of what's happening in Justin's classes right now in Tyler, Texas. Justin has a fabrication class, and right now his students in that class are working with the local non-for-profit group that supplies prosthetics to communities in Central America. Pretty cool stuff. So this community of students, led by our future director of innovation and design, is identifying problems, listening, empathetic, compassionate, proactive, communicative, collaborative, fail, make it again, try it again, innovative, that's what we're getting in Justin, that's what we're investing in because we've been good stewards of the gift you've given us. David Oppenheimer, who's the chair of the Board of Governors, um, asks me all the time. His go-to question when he sees me is, Scott, you say we raise servant leaders. How do you know we raise servant leaders? It's a great question, isn't it? And I can't wait to say, let me take you to our Innovation Center where I can show you what our servant leaders are doing. Let me take you and show you how our students are learning compassion, how they're clarifying problems, how they're brainstorming solutions, how they're building ways to solve problems, and they're meeting the needs of their community. David, this is how I know we raise servant leaders because we believe in design thinking and I have the building and the space to show you where that begins and how that trickles over across this entire campus. It's really exciting. And I hope you're as excited as I am and if you have more questions about that, let me know, but stay tuned for exciting updates on this um, potential new space following our June board meeting. So the purpose of tonight was for me to share with you a little bit of the things I'm excited about for next year. Uh, We continue to be a community that both challenges and cherishes our community, I mean our students. I believe that we can cherish them and love them and support them and know them by name, and we can challenge them with high academic rigor, with courses that are appropriately stressful for them, that demand them for, to, to live into their full potential as the beautiful children of God that God created them to be. So we challenge and cherish every day and I'm proud of our community for doing that. A couple of weeks ago in um, the same time that the film was made for the Corps of Cadets, we had this film crew called the Film Guys on campus. So I found this company at a workshop that Aaron Hawkins and I went to um, for boarding schools and I meet this young couple and they do really creative videos and so part of their process for creating videos is they come to your campus and they just live there for a little while. And they just listen. And so they came here and they lived in the Waller house, which is still empty until Anche for moves into it. And so for a week, they just listened. They talked to your sons and daughters. They talked to teachers. They listened to the stories of this community. And then with no coaching from Aaron or myself, this is the video they produced based on them capturing the spirit of TMI in one week. I think it's pretty cool that in one week on this campus, they so clearly understood who we were as a community and then captured it in this video. It is part of the story of who we are. It is so much a part. There's so much more that we do in athletics, in the military, in uh, spirituality, and in academics. But this is a great way to tell our story, and I want to close with this tonight um, because I'm proud of, um, of, of this video as it tells the story that you know so well about TMI.
0: I'm going to tell you a story about a place called...
1: Before I do that, that's Mark Phillippe, not a paid actor. Mark Philippi is um, the physics teacher here who, as they were visiting for a week, uh, Rob and Lesie, the group that the film crew said, man, we keep hearing a lot of students really respect and like Mr. Philippi And he's, uh, he seems to be really a guy that's respected on his campus. Do you mind if he's the narrator? And so um, we're not letting Mark leave the physics classroom because he's an amazing physics teacher, um, but... He's got an acting career long after he leaves TMI.
0: I'm gonna tell you a story about a place called TMI. You might have heard of us before. We've been around for a while. Just down the road from the Alamo lies a school. Like many other schools, it's not the type of place where you just blend into the crowd. Everybody knows your name. Everyone knows your story. Our school is like a whole bunch of schools in one. And these kids here? well, They're like a whole bunch of kids in one. You could be all about any combination of the things that make you tick. Our kids try it all. They've got a bunch of passions. Well, you can bet they'd be exploring all of them. TMI has this head of school. It goes by the name Father Scott. He's the loudest voice on the sideline, actually listens to what you gotta say, cares about who you are. The whole place is kind of like that. You could say it's built on a culture of love, a culture of togetherness. Folks at TMI believe all sorts of things, and the school embraces that diversity. That's the Episcopal tradition, after all. Speaking of tradition, the Corps of Cadets. Our cadets have been the constant in a sea of change for well over a century. These are the kids who want even more out of TMI. They want to be a part of something greater than themselves. Yeah, some of them go on to service academies. Many don't. All of them go on to be great human beings. I like to think of TMI as a place where leaders are made. Folks who know where they came from who stand by their people, their values, who are the first in and the last out, and are prepared to carry more than their fair share. Folks who know that the greatest among them is the one who serves. We're a school for our time, and we have been for a long time. So, you looking for a place to start off real life on the front foot? A place to learn, to lead, to love, Well, guess what? you found it.
1: So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for the investment of your time, the investment of your talents, the investment of your treasures to this great community. You trust us with the greatest gift God's ever given you your son and daughter, and we do not hold that responsibility lightly. School is over four weeks from today. Um, Graduation is four weeks from tomorrow. So buckle up for the home stretch. But I hope you're getting excited about next year as well. We belong to one another, we respect the dignity of every human being, and we look forward to a wonderful 2019-2020. Have a great night, enjoy the rest of the food and fellowship and I'm available for any questions uh, if you want to come up and visit with me. And I'll be up here um, for the rest of the evening. Thank you guys very much. Have a wonderful night. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas. So leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook instagram or twitter using at tmi episcopal for more news ways to connect and to learn about upcoming events on campus visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org